Hello from the members of Royce City Methodist Church. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you're blessed by this message today. You're invited to join us for worship anytime. You can learn more about our worship options, locations, and how to get plugged into the life of our church by visiting our website, RoyceCityMethodist.life. Today, we hear from our senior pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to his word proclaimed. Nick Butcher for filming that for us today. It's over. <laughs> I could tell by that look on his face, like, on, oh, please don't play that. But no, those are really good words for us to remember, to remember what it means to give sincerely and, and how our giving sincerely allows us to, to serve others, allows us to be in ministry with one another. So as we prepare to hear God's word, I invite you to go to God in prayer with me. Let us pray. Oh God, as we continue in our series, there are so many different ways that we are able to use what you have given us to to share back with you the blessings that we have so that more people can hear about your word and to hear about your love for them. So God, we pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. (coughs) So as we continue in our journey through Psalm 50, just want to give us a little bit of a reminder about what Psalm 50 is. It's a festival psalm. And what that means, it was, it was made for a party, if you will. It was a party that was celebrating what God was doing in the life of the Israelite people. This time that this particular psalm was, was estimated to be written for was for the Festival of the Booths which takes place a little bit earlier, like in September. And the Festival of Booths served two different purposes. The, the first purpose was that it reminded the Israelites of their time wandering around the wilderness for 40 years. Now, that was also a time for them to remember God's provisions for them as they wandered in the wilderness for those 40 years. Now, they are the ones who made the decision to wander. They, they, they could have easily gone into the promised land, but if you are familiar with the story about the 12 spies that went into, into uh, Israel, uh, two of them said, yeah, let's go, this is ours. The other 10 said, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't think it's for us. So, so because of that strife, the, the whole community decided that we were going to stay out. And God said, well, if you're going to stay out, you're going to wander for a while because I, I have you. I want you to know that. I want you to see that. And, and as they wandered, you may remember the story about the uh, manna that, that f- formed on the ground and, and, the, and, and the birds that, that they were able to catch that landed so they could have meats and they had bread. And all of the provisions that God had for them as they'd wander. So what the Israelites would do, they would build booths around Jerusalem. And, and even if they had homes, they would stay in these these little booths as a reminder of the times that they lived in those booths as they wandered the wilderness. The other part of it was a reminder of the harvest and, and, and what would happen that the Israelites would 
talk about and celebrate the harvest being safely brought in. And, and they would bring the sacrifices to the temple to be sacrificed, either grain or, or animals or, or those things that they, they would give to God saying, we know that you have blessed us through our harvest and, and through our, our livestock. So we give this blessing to you. The main thing that happened through all of this was that three times during the year, the Israelites would gather together in Jerusalem. And, and as they gathered together, they knew that they needed to bring something, that, that they were not to arrive to Jerusalem without something to offer to God. But that's something we do every Sunday. When we come to worship, we are saying, God, I am offering myself to you. I am giving myself to uh, be here in worship. And then when we pass the plate, we also find ways to give to God, either through our tithes or through our offerings, or even the little sheets that I tell you to rip off and tear off. That's a way that you offer yourself to God, by, by letting God know that I am placing myself in this plate or I'm placing these prayer requests in this plate, knowing that when I place them in here, I am no longer holding it to myself, but I am giving it to you. That is the importance of offering. That is the importance of remembering to give sincerely, to allow God to have all of us, and not just those little pieces that we feel like we can give to God when we want to give to God. Our scripture for today continues in that vein, and we, we dig a little deeper into Psalm 50, and our scripture is verse 14 and 15, so I invite you to follow along in your Bibles, or we'll have the words printed on the screen for you to follow as well. Hear the word of the Lord. Sacrifice thanks offerings to God. Fulfill your vows to the Most High and call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you will honor me. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So when we think about a vow, when we think about making good on our vows, what, what comes to your mind? Well, the day being the day after uh, Veterans Day, one of the vows that I think of is the vows that those who have served in the military, the vow that they gave. And I'm sure there's some of you who are here who serve can remember the exact words that you said when you raised your hand and said that you would be in service to our country. You know, uh, this past week on Monday, uh, I helped uh, with Rotary to serve uh, lunch for the senior center. This was their big Thanksgiving celebration, and a bunch of people cr made meals for the seniors, and uh, we helped serve as they came by. But they did something else this particular uh, Thanksgiving celebration. They honored the veterans who are a part of our senior community. I mean, we're over at uh, Fellowship Church uh, waiting for the Senior Citizen Center to be uh, completed here in Royce City. And as we were gathering, uh, someone from the American Legion, H Hattie, stood up and she invited all of the 
uh, military, the veterans that were there to come and stand up in front of the entire crowd. And it was probably about 30, 40 veterans that uh, got up and, and walked up, however shape they were in, if they were able to walk on their own, or if they had a little walker, or if they walked with a cane, they all came forward. And, and to me, the most beautiful moment of that time is that Hattie had them recite what's called the Veterans Creed. And, and the Veterans Creed is something, I, I don't know the, uh, the, the beginning of the Veterans Creed, but it had talked about how even though they were no longer active military, they still remembered the vow that they took in order to serve. And it got kind of comical there for a little bit whenever they talked about health and being able to get around and all of that type of stuff. That, that was kind of a humorous ter term, especially with the guys with the walkers and everything. But each one of them, I could tell, held the vow that they made to serve our country uh, tight. Because, because I, even though I'm not military, you know, my dad served uh, in... Uh, in Germany during uh, the Korean War, but uh, you know I, I don't have that experience. I have experience of vows of other, my own, but you know I could see that even though they took that vow a long time ago, that vow wasn't something that they just got rid of once they stopped serving. That was a vow that they continue to hold on to even today. You know, I saw one of our members who was a, a police officer. And he's taken that time in the army to move it to serve and protect our community. Others serving in, in different respects in the life of our church or even in their own lives. They know that because they took that vow, that that is still applicable to them today. <coughs> Another vow that I think uh, we can think about when we talk about what a vow means is the, the marriage vow. And I know it's one that I take extremely seriously as I am a pastor and, and I have people who come to me and ask me to marry them all the time. A and I look and I talk with them and, and I help them to see that when they get married, it isn't a, oh, let's just get married and blah, 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 blah. It, it's a serious commitment that two people are making with each other saying that we are making a vow before God. And, and you heard my story last week. A and I'm not making light of divorce or not making light about how things sometimes can go wrong, but when we talk about the marriage vows, there is something that we don't take, it, take lightly. It's not something that we just do on a whim. One of my favorite parts of the wedding ceremony, especially if my wife Tracy is at the wedding ceremony, is the little phrase that whenever I say it, I always have uh, the opportunity to look at her wherever she may be sitting in the sanctuary or the wedding venue. And those are the words, with all that I am and all that I have, I honor you. I say those to her as a reminder that I take my vows seriously. And when we got married, that is something that I want her to always know, that with all that I am and all that I have, it is going to honor you, my wife. 
on January 20th, 2023. There was a new documentary that came out on Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus about Michael J. Fox. And if you're familiar with his story, you know that he, he rose to prominence with a TV show of, of family ties. And then, of course, there were the uh, Back to the Future movies and then the other subsequent movies and stuff that he did as well in his career. But he uh, was struck down. Uh, struck down. That's a horrible way to say that. He uh, had uh, Parkinson's disease or has Parkinson's disease. I think he found out and was diagnosed like about 1991. And it, it has totally altered his life and, and how he he does everything, starting the Michael J. Fox Foundation and, and all of that type of stuff. And this documentary talked a little bit about that. And here recently he was on CBS, uh, CBS This Morning, and he was doing an interview, and the word came out about his wife, uh, Tracy Pollan. They've been married for 35 years. A and as I was listening and, and reading this article, uh, found these words about Tracy and Michael's relationship. Michael J. Fox says this, that Tracy had indicated to him by saying, for better, for worse, in sickness and in health. He explained, she was able to get me through it and go through it with me. And she has for 35 years. We knew that the bus was coming, and we knew that it was going to hit. But we didn't know how far away it was or how fast it was going. Fox said, at any time, she wouldn't have, at any time, she wouldn't have, she, uh, Fox said, excuse me, at any time, she would have been forgiven to say, I'm just going to step out. But she didn't do that. And she continues to stand by his side even today. That's what a vow is. That, that is what making that vow and, and, and saying that this is what I am going to live through no matter what happens. I will be there with you. <coughs> so the very first question that I have is this. What is God's vow to us? What is the vow that God has made to each and every one of us? Because he has. God has made a vow and he has kept that vow in our lives. And I guess the best way to look at that is through the scripture Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 and 24. This is what it's written. God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They're created new every morning. How great your faithfulness. I'm sticking with God. I say it over and over. He is all I've got left. God's loyal love never runs out. That that is God's vow to each and every one of us. No matter when we may stray, no matter, no matter when we may not follow what God has called us to do, we know that God's love will never run out for us. That's the blessing 
that we have. That's, that's what we must always remember about who God is, that, that God will never, ever forget us. You may recognize a little familiarity with that. That was from the translation, the message. But you have those, the hymn, uh, Great is Thy Faithfulness. That's where those words come from. Great is thy faithfulness, my Lord and Savior. I know that you are faithful to me. And that faithfulness will never run out. So, so when are our vow, what, what are our vows to God? A- and what are our vows to others as Christians? We see that when we celebrate baptism. And I hope some of you, I know some of you were able to participate and see the uh, baptism Sunday we had between services last Sunday. I got a couple of pictures here just briefly for you to see uh, Michael getting baptized and then there's Jesse reaffirming her baptismal covenant. Those moments are ways that we are saying, God, I am holding myself up to you, saying that I am going to live my life in love and service to you. And there were questions that I wanted to go over again that were shared during the reaffirmation of baptism. And these are questions that those who, re- who reaffirm their baptism asked. And I think these are questions that we need to answer ourselves time and time again. The first one is like, do you turn away from evil and all that denies God? The second question, do you turn to God, trusting in Jesus as Lord and Savior and in the Holy, Sp- and in the Holy Spirit as helper and guide? Both of those questions are vitally important for us in our lives as followers of Jesus Christ. First, we, we deny everything that is evil and everything that denies God. And then the second one is that do we turn towards God when we need God? Because it's easy to deny evil and deny those things that deny God, but sometimes it's harder for us to actually turn and and place our focus fully on God and allow God to guide us and lead us and have the Holy Spirit help us and guide us and teach us the way that we are to go. The sacrament of baptism is, is the first step. It, it's initiation into the body of Christ. But then as we continue to grow as followers of Jesus Christ, we, we then add the vow of church membership on top of that to remind us that even when we deny and, and refuse to follow evil, even when we put away those things that may deny who God is, we turn to him and then we follow God with our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. <clears throat> so w- when we hold on to those vows, what does God do when, or how does God respond when we hold them up or when we break them? The simple answer, just like I gave last week, he loves us. No matter how we may act with our vows, God loves us and cares for us. Or as Jeremiah uh, 32, 40 says, I will never stop doing good to them. That's God saying that to us. And I will inspire them to fear me so that they will never turn 
away from me. See, God promises good for all of God's people. And God calls us to follow him, and God calls us to fear him. We don't like that word. We, we don't like the word fear. We don't like to hear that God is somebody that we should fear because that, that turns into this, this, this negative uh, view of God, that he's always waiting and looking for us, ready to, ready to punish us when we do something wrong. But that is not what fear means in Scripture. Fear does not mean that we tremble before God, waiting for him to do something for us. But as Psalm 111 verse 10 reminds us, it's the beginning of wisdom, and it leads to understanding. And then Proverbs 14 continues and says that fear of the Lord leads to life. It leads to rest. It leads to peace and contentment. It is the fountain and life and provides a security at a safe place, a place of safety for all of us. See, Scripture doesn't say that fear of the Lord causes us just to wait and tremble to see what God is going to do to us. No, fear of the Lord says that it reminds us that when we live in that security of God, we are in the safest place that we can be. We are in his protection. We are in his care, and God will take care of us. So, so when we make good our vows, we say to God, I give my life to you, all that I am, all that I have, all that was, all that will be. God, all of it is yours, and I place my life in your care. If you are a member of our church, hopefully you got a piece of mail this week. And the piece of mail had a letter from me. It had uh, what we're calling our, our one sheet on our mission and our, uh, our core values, our strategy, and our measures, all of those type of things. If you did not get one, uh, if you're not a member and you did not get one, I know we have several envelopes that look like this that are around uh, the sanctuary by the doors. Please take one with you. And inside there are, are cards that we will be turning in next week. What is the uh, financial commitment card? And the other one is the uh, service commitment card. And we did a, a really number on these to kind of clean them up this year because we realized that we had so much stuff on there that it was hard to understand about how you can be in service and how you can use the gifts that God has given us. Because when it all comes down, what I want as your pastor and what I know our staff wants is that we want you to do three simple things in order to say that you are a part of our church and that you are giving your life to Jesus. The first one is that we want you to serve others. We want you to take the opportunity to, to look to see how the gifts and graces that God has given you can, can be a blessing to our church, to our community, and our world. And it could be very simple things. It could be helping back at the AV booth. It could be uh, becoming a part of a choir, especially if you're a man. Right, Alan? Absolutely. 
It could mean just finding something to, to clean around the campus or, or using some technical skills that you have to, to make something better or, or, or make something that may have been broken and fixed at. We want you to build relationships. And that means getting connected with a, a, a group of people. You know, I, I love that, uh, that um, one of our Sunday school classes, uh, they did not meet today because of some things that are going on. I don't like the things that are going on uh, with uh, family members' health and everything. But I, I love the fact that whenever I came over from the class that I'm in, over here to be a part of the, the choir, that there were people still there from the Sunday school classes inside of Wesley Hall fellowshipping and talking with one another. It wasn't like they said, well, since my Sunday school class is at meeting, I'm going to go ahead and go home or, you know, or I got a message and I could have I come a little bit later. No, they, they wanted to be a part of that building relationships. And there, there's relationships that we're building all throughout the life of our church, through, through our little kids, through our youth ministry, through our adult ministry. And then I want everyone to be growing in Christ to allow what God has given us to use those gifts to say that God I want to hear from you I want you to strengthen my life I want you to guide me and to lead me so next week after the uh, sermon is over we are going to collect these cards we'll have a basket here and We'll have uh, Alan play some what I like to call Holy Spirit music. And as he's playing, I invite you to come and place your cards into that basket. Saying, God, I offer everything to you. I am making good on the vows that I have said to, to give you my prayers, my presence, my gifts, my service, and my witness. Because I want to serve others. I want, I want to build relationships within the church. And I want to grow in Christ so that we can be a beacon of God's love and grace. And that love and grace connects more and more people to who Jesus is. Let us pray. Dear God, you have given us so much. You know, if we're honest, even the act of walking into this sanctuary is an act of thanksgiving. It's an act of thanksgiving for each and every one of us, but it is an act of thanksgiving for those families who came before us, those families who thought of this church those families who were a part of the building of this church, and those families that have sustained this church for over 135 years. We pray that as we continue to grow in our faith and we continue to grow in stewardship for you, that you allow us to, to see how we can best serve you with all that we have and to allow that to be a sincere way to give sincerely to you so that others may experience you through us.
And we pray this in the name of Jesus, in the presence of Jesus, and in the great power of Jesus our Lord.